0: Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more – When you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. In search of more mysteries to listen to, get an Audible membership. They've got the best selection of audio titles from every genre, including true crime, celebrity memoirs, business, and so much more. Or text 48 hours to 500 500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours.
1: Nina had the most beautiful voice that I'd ever
0: heard. (laughs)
1: It was her voice that I fell in love with more than anything else. And such a beautiful smile. Nina was a doctor
2: and an OBGYN. In the computing world, Hans Reiser is thought by some people to be a genius.
1: And so you have a memory bandwidth overhead.
2: He's created pieces of code that absolutely blow people's mind. Hans immediately fell in love with Nina and got married.
3: They had two kids. Nina was the greatest love of my life. And what I saw in Nina, I hadn't really seen in anyone else. Hans had a childhood friend named Sean Sturgeon.
2: Nina started a relationship with
3: Sean Sturgeon, an affair. We were both intensely in love with each other.
1: He went to five therapists and they all were scared of him. Hans and Nina
3: knew about my wild side, knew about all the SM
4: stuff. An Oakland mother vanishes without a trace. Still no she sign of an East Bay mother, mother who's been missing now for six days. It has been a
5: week days. and a half, and still now no right sign Now, right now, police say they have no reason to suspect foul play.
2: Who Riser's knows why Nina disappeared?
5: Is there any chance that Nina Riser is alive and living in Russia someplace?
3: There's always a chance. I've done things that most people, they wouldn't even dream of doing.
1: They haven't dreamed of it. He's a superb role player, truly superb.
3: I am responsible for the death of at least one other human being.
1: And he's really become dangerously insane.
3: It's a mystery. When
2: was the last time computer science got wrapped up in sadomasochism, murder, bloodstains, and the KGB? Never.
4: Betrayal. Tonight's 48 hours mystery. Nature is a dangerous place. On Monsters Inside Me, the podcast, listen to the life-or-death experiences of people who have survived animal attacks, natural disasters, and deadly
5: parasites alike. Featuring audio from Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and Animal Planet, from hit shows like This Came Out of Me, Nature's Deadliest, Still Alive, and I Was Prey. Listen to Monsters Inside Me wherever you get
6: your podcasts.
7: We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, ZBiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
5: Sean Sturgeon knew Hans and Nina Reiser better than almost anyone.
3: I love Hans. I love Nina
5: and he had a particular fondness for Nina. What did you love the most about her?
3: I love that when she got excited, she would jump up and down like a pogo stick. She wanted to taste the world. She wanted to grow. I loved that she loved life.
5: The last time he spoke to her, it was about some money he had left in her mailbox.
3: Called her up and said, honey, there's some money there. I know you need it. And she said, Sean, I don't know when I can pay you back. And I said, I know. That was the last time I saw her.
5: That was the same weekend Nina was making plans with her good friend Ellen Doran. Sunday morning she called and she said, why don't we have
8: dinner together? I can bring dinner to your house. The plan was for her to come over at 630
5: that Sunday for dinner. Nina and Ellen are both Russian, and they both had American husbands. Ellen says Nina often spoke of her husband Hans. He was very kind and he was very um, attentive. I know Nina
8: was very much in love with him.
5: It was a relationship that began half a world away from Oakland. It was back in the late 1990s here in St. Petersburg long known as Russia's window to the West, when Nina, an obstetrician, and Hans, a computer wizard, first met. They had very little in common, but the quirky American soon made the young, beautiful doctor look twice. And once smitten, the two quickly became serious. Hans was one of the visionaries behind the Linux computer operating system, and he was in Russia looking for cheap programmers for his new software company.
2: My sense of Hans is that he's got his head up in the clouds. He wants to bury himself in mountains of code. That's, that's his dream.
5: Josh Davis is a writer for Wired Magazine and a 48 hours consultant. He says Hans was developing an expertise in something called file systems.
2: It's one of the most basic pieces of software in a computer, but Hans felt very passionate that this was what he was going to make his
5: life's work. His life's work, as it turned out, included having a Russian wife, says best friend Sean Sturgeon.
3: He said to me, I want a beautiful, well-educated, professional woman to give up everything to have my children and raise them.
5: Hans thought he'd found what he was looking for when he spotted this photo of Nina in a Russian Bride magazine. Do you think that she picked Hans as the person to help her get to America, or did
3: she truly fall in love with him? I think that she loved him.
5: Nina had visited the United States as a teenager and had always dreamed of living here. So when Hans invited her to Oakland, Nina readily agreed. And within a month, she announced she was pregnant.
4: She herself was a OBGYN, gyn and she forgot to use birth control and got pregnant.
5: That raised a red flag with Hans's father, Ramon Riser. You think that was planned? Oh, definitely. Ramon demanded to know more about this new woman from Russia.
4: I said, well, what are her strong points? He said, well, she's widely read. She's had the discipline to be a doctor. She's fairly quick. But compared to the girls I've known, she's very shallow. And I said, do not marry her.
5: Hans ignored his father and married Nina in 1999, when she was five months pregnant with their son, Rory. It was a less than traditional ceremony.
2: Hans is an unusual person, there's no doubt about it.
5: Nina took it all in stride. Life was good, and getting better. Hans's company grew, and so did his reputation. Even the U.S. Department of Defense came calling.
2: He got a $600,000 grant from them, and that financed him for a while.
5: With Hans a computer star and Nina studying for her U.S. medical license, the Risers seemed to have it all. They even had a second child, a daughter named Nayo. I think that Nina was devoted
8: to her children. Her children was her god, her best friends.
5: But by 2001, after Niall was born, Hans began spending more and more time in Russia, building up his business. Nina, meanwhile, was back in Oakland.
3: She was raising the children basically alone. He was gone a lot of the time.
5: Ellen says Nina felt abandoned. Did she talk to you much about it? Yes. She was very upset and of course she would
8: cry sometimes.
3: I sent him two books. Dummies' Guide to Better Communication Between Couples and Dummies' Guide to Divorce. And I said, Hans, you're going to need one of these books. You choose.
5: And did he ask you to look after her while he wasn't there? Yep. And Sean did look after her in his own way. Who made the first pass? You to Nina or Nina to you? That would be me. You made the first pass.
3: You betcha. The thing about it is, if it was just about sex, I never would have done anything, because it wasn't about sex at all. I have plenty of sex. I can get sex anywhere, almost any time. It wasn't that I was just, you know, I'm gonna go hit on my best friend's wife.
5: It was love for you.
3: And it was love for her.
5: How did Hans find out about the relationship? We told him. Not surprisingly, soon afterward, Hans and Nina separated.
2: What he said to me, I believe, was that it was very sad that things turned out the way they did.
5: In 2004, Nina filed for divorce and custody of the children. Hans was crushed.
2: I've seen him be extremely emotional about his children. Very loving and caring and desperate for their well-being.
5: Hans and Nina were in and out of court arguing bitterly about how the children were being raised. To him, the interaction between a
8: computer and a child is more important than any other activity. He thought he was a perfect father.
5: Hans withheld child support payments and eventually owed Nina more than $12,000. Then came that Sunday in September 2006, when Nina had made dinner plans with Ellen.
8: It was her weekend to have the children but Hans insisted for him to have the kids. And that's when she took the children to his house on Sunday.
5: Nina did take the children to Hans's house, but what happened next was a mystery.
8: I called her, I think, every half hour after that, and then at 9:30, um, her phone went straight into the voicemail.
0: Hello, you have reached Nina Rieder's voicemail.
8: I. Thought that maybe something has happened to her, but I, I believe that she was alive.
0: Please leave me message, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thank
5: you.
9: If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/wondery. RocketMoney.com/wondery.
5: Have you heard? You can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free. Good news! With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad free true crime. That's Amazon.com slash ad free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
0: Hello, you have reached me the Roger's voicemail. Please leave a message and I will get back to you as
8: soon as I can. Thank
1: you. Hello, you
5: Speaking in her native Russian, Ellen Dorn left repeated messages for her best friend Nina all Sunday night and into Monday, Labor Day 2006, but Nina had vanished.
8: And what were you thinking at this time? I was very, very surprised at first and then scared, but I didn't think that something bad could have happened to her.
5: At that point, after being a couple for more than a year, Sean and Nina had broken up. Nina had a new boyfriend, Anthony Zagrafos, a prosperous Bay Area businessman. Tuesday morning, I
8: called her, and then I called Anthony. We just started panicking.
3: I had received a phone call from uh, Ellen Mm -hmm. and from Anthony. And Anthony was saying, Sean, we have to put aside all of our conflict and all this stuff. And you know, do you know where Nina is? And Anthony's saying, is it possible that she could be with another man? I've said, Anthony, you're asking me if it's possible that Nina could be unfaithful to you? No, Anthony, I could never see that impossible. Nina would never be unfaithful to another man. Clearly you have some issues with that. Generally speaking, if you're in a relationship, yeah, you've got issues. And
5: Sean and Nina had a rather unique
3: relationship. She was my wolf. I was her wolf. What do you mean by that? Wolves mate once and for life. What I was seeing in her was that fierce desire to be together with someone else forever.
5: So then why did the relationship end?
3: Nina moved on. Nina broke her word.
5: So is that why you maintained a relationship with her afterwards? You continue to support her both emotionally and financially?
3: I'm always her wolf.
5: Curiously, those closest to Nina, Ellen, Anthony, and Sean, did not contact Hans, her estranged husband. Anthony drove by his house, but Nina's minivan was not there. Ellen didn't know what to think. I could not imagine that
8: anybody would hurt her.
5: Nina had been missing for nearly 48 hours. Hans was supposed to drop the kids off at school Tuesday morning. Nina was to pick them up. So before contacting the police, Ellen checks to see if Nina is there when school lets out.
8: She's going to come pick up her children, no matter what. She would have been there. And you thought, if she's alive, she'll be there. It's, it's a saying in Russian, if, if you can crawl, you're going to be there.
5: But Nina is not there. That night, Ellen calls police who take a missing persons report. With the police standing by, Ellen phones Hans. I told him that I
8: picked up the children and Nina's missing and I know that you saw her last. Do you know anything about her or where she might have gone afterwards? And his answer was, I want to talk to my lawyer.
4: This is Reiser, this is Officer Gill, the Oakland Police Department. Just trying to get a hold of
6: you. If you get this message, call me back. It's very important.
5: The police move quickly to try and find Nina.
10: We've searched a number of different parks, backyards. We had a lot of resources committed to finding Nina Riser, bringing her back home safely.
5: Assistant Oakland Police Chief Howard Jordan sends out an army of investigators to the last place Nina was seen, Anza's house
10: in the Oakland Hills. Time was taken against us. She had every reason to live.
5: For his part, Hans refuses to say much of anything.
10: He became very defensive, uncooperative.
5: Hans, why are you talking to police?
10: And he did not show any remorse or any concern at all for his wife.
5: Then police find Nina's minivan just three miles from Hans's house. The groceries she purchased the day she vanished are still inside. And so is her cell phone. But someone has removed the battery, so it cannot be tracked. What do you think happened to her?
8: I think that's for Hans to answer.
5: But Hans is a tough guy to pin down. As police tell him, they realize that Hans is no longer driving his 1988 Honda CRX, and they can't find it anywhere.
10: Part of our surveillance was to also locate that vehicle.
5: Meanwhile, the couple's two young children are taken away from Hans because he is the number one suspect. Within a week, Nina's mother Irina flies all the way to Oakland from St. Petersburg, Russia. It's hard to me because she was very close to me. Irina and the
8: children move into Ellen's house. To wake up every morning and to see the children and to see Nina in them was the most difficult. Them asking, Where's my mom? When is she coming home? What do you tell them? We kept telling them that she got lost and everyone's searching for her.
5: As investigators follow Hans, they discover his missing car, but prosecutor Paul Horace says something else is missing.
6: He removed the front passenger seat. He removed the rear cargo area of the car, threw away the carpeting that covered the spare tire
5: the police detain hans to get a dna sample in his fanny pack they find nearly nine thousand dollars in cash his passport and a cell phone with the battery removed
6: the fact that nina's cell phone battery had been removed from her cell phone intentionally and then later he too had his cell phone battery removed from his cell phone was really a signature circumstance in this case
5: Soon enough, Nina's blood is found on this wooden post in Hans's house. And Hans Reiser, the world-famous computer genius, is charged with the murder of Nina Reiser. Topping our news, the estranged husband of a missing Oakland woman is expected to be arraigned tomorrow on murder charges. But then, just when all the evidence is pointing directly at Hans, the case suddenly takes a dramatic turn. Sean Sturgeon makes a startling confession.
3: I told them that I killed 8.5 people.
5: That you had killed 8.5 people? Yes. The .5?
3: I told them that when I had showed up, that person may or may not have been dead, but by the time I left, that person was most definitely dead.
7: Welcome to your next true crime obsession. Don't miss new BritBox original drama, The Sixth Commandment, which The Guardian calls as immaculate a piece of
6: TV as you will ever see. You will hear evidence of extreme gaslighting.
1: Help me, please. I am going to be waiting on you, hand and foot.
6: Stream this plus the best selection
7: of British true crime series anywhere, only on BritBox. Once you start investigating, you won't be able to turn away. Start streaming today with a free trial at BritBox.com.
3: My love for Nina. Love is not love which alters when an alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove.
5: There is no doubt that Sean Sturgeon, former best friend of Hans Reiser, and Nina's ex-lover, is one of a kind.
3: Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom.
5: Few people admit to being a serial killer, but that is exactly what Sean did when authorities began to lay out their murder case against Hans Reiser.
3: All this time, they're telling me, you need to be a witness. Without you as a witness, we don't have a case. A witness for what? Witness for the prosecution. I knew Hans and Nina better than anyone else. No one else had that perspective, and they kept on after me. And I said, no, you don't want me as a witness. (laughs) If you get me as a witness, you would probably lose the case.
5: Sean promised that, if called to testify, he would have no choice but to tell the jury his story. Have you ever killed anyone? Yes. Under what circumstances?
3: I'm not going to go into that. The people who I was involved and partially responsible for the death of should have stopped what was happening to me as a child.
5: And what happened to Sean as a child is clearly something he wants to forget. Were you abused as a child? Yes. Is there anything else on that subject that you would like to say? No. But Sean has always said that those he killed were his abusers. Why should anyone believe that you had nothing to do with the killing of Nina if you were violent enough to kill other people?
3: That's going to have to be up to each individual. It'll be a matter of belief. If they don't want to believe it, fine, don't believe it. The most important part of it is that this is a trial of Hans Reiser for the killing of Nina Reiser and I didn't have anything to do with it.
5: But William Dubois, Hans's defense lawyer, doesn't buy it. He says that Sean's history with Nina makes him a perfect suspect.
4: He had a motive equal to Hans's at least. Sean is the jilted lover of a missing person, jilted in favor of Anthony Sagrafos. Tell me
5: when Dubois he hears about call. Sean's confession, he is confident he has found reasonable doubt for his client. And he says there is even more about Sean he is eager to reveal to the jury.
4: He was a sadomasochist and had a lot of violent tendencies. Hans and Nina knew about
3: my wild side. All the S&M stuff, the leather stuff.
5: Were you involved with S&M with Nina?
3: For about 20 minutes, yes. There was some experimentation nothing beyond the kinds of things that millions of americans indulge in
5: but sean's thirst for the unorthodox goes well beyond what a lot of americans would consider normal at hans and nina's wedding sean appeared in full drag as the so-called maid of honor how did it come to pass that you were
3: dressed up as a woman doesn't a maid of honor generally made women
5: well i don't know no men who stood up but they don't always wear a dress
3: they have lack of dedication to perfection. If they wanted a woman, they would get a woman.
8: I would tell her, what are you doing with a person like Sean?
5: Even Nina's best friend, Ellen Dorn, was surprised by the relationship between Sean and Nina. If you could just talk to me about the rumors that Sean was into s and Nina was into S&M. Nina knew about it, but doesn't mean she participated in his life. Nina's friends prefer to remember the woman they knew as a great mother. She's the most caring and giving person I've ever met in my life.
8: And she deserves so much more in her life.
5: But the defense plans to tell the jury about a different Nina Reiser.
4: If you were a juror, wouldn't you want to know that a woman who's characterized as a perfect mother was actually living with a sadomasochist and that she exposed the children to a very bad lifestyle, which was that of Sean Sturgeon. And because
5: police have never recovered a body, Dubois is challenging the very notion that Nina is even dead.
4: Do you believe Nina Reiser is dead? I don't know where she is. Whether she's alive or dead, I don't know. But Dubois is sure
5: of one thing.
4: Hans Reiser had no opportunity to kill his wife, according to the only eyewitnesses at the scene.
5: Not long after Nina disappeared, the last known person to see her alive abruptly left the States and came here to St. Petersburg, Russia. Both the prosecution and the defense believe that witness plays a key role in this case. But with the trial now set to begin, no one is certain when or even if that witness will return to testify.
0: Stomachache.
5: Rory Reiser was seven years old when his mother disappeared.
4: Okay, we're almost finished, our promise.
5: Days later, he told police and a trained therapist about the last time he saw his mother.
10: Tell me about when your mom drops you
1: off at your dad's house. She drove to the Oakland Hills with
0: us, and then she dropped us off.
4: And then what happened?
0: She asked us to give her a hug.
4: When your mom asked you for a hug, how was she? She was was happy. And then what happened next?
5: She left. Rory's testimony could help his father, but a jury may never hear from Rory because Nina's mother, Irina, has taken him far away from Oakland, possibly forever. They seem like different children here. I can see that
8: there's absolutely no stress in their lives and they're both very, very happy.
5: 48 hours traveled to St. Petersburg when Ellen was visiting. Do they ask about their mother? Do they talk about their mother? Rory
8: is asking more than Naya because he's older and he's very sad that he didn't tell Nina enough how much he loved her.
5: Does Rory think that Hans had anything to do with Nina's disappearance? Yes. The defense claims this is all part of Nina's grand scheme to move herself and her children to Russia to get away from Hans.
4: All I know is that two months before she disappeared, she got citizenship for her oldest son, who is now in Russia with his sister. The children can't be brought here by any treaty or any legal means whatsoever. They can't be brought back and forced to testify? No. They have to come with their own free will, and the Russians have informed us. So far, they have no intention.
5: And with Hans's murder trial about to begin, Dubois believes Nina is having the last laugh back in Russia.
4: We could make a strong case that she is there now, and that she is, as we're speaking here, sitting on the Black Sea somewhere, having a Stolichnaya, no doubt, and finding it humorous that Hans is looking at spending the rest of his life in prison.
8: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
3: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
8: Learn more at meta.com slash impact.
5: A year after Nina Reiser's disappearance, the trial of her husband Hans Reiser begins. Hans' lawyer, William Dubois, remains confident but admits that having an ornery genius as a client is, as he says, challenging.
4: We are apprehensive to a certain degree because we don't know how he'll come across because of his intellect.
5: On the prosecution side, Alameda County Deputy District Attorney Paul Hora has his own problems.
6: I have to make sure that I can prove to the jury and convince them that not only is Nina not in the United States with her children, but she's also not in Russia with her family and friends.
5: Hora begins his case by unveiling this portrait of Nina with baby Rory.
6: It's more important for the jurors to understand that she really was a committed, devoted mother and she wouldn't have left her kids.
5: Then, piece by piece, the prosecutor methodically introduces the most incriminating evidence against Hans. The smear of Nina's blood found on a post inside Hans's house. Hans's 1988 Honda missing its front passenger seat. Hello? Hi, mom. And this wiretapped phone call I between Hans and his mother recorded three weeks after Nina vanished. On the tape, Hans gives his mother an earful about Nina. She
1: really was nuts, mom. She really was. She really was what? It really was not.
5: And whenever Beverly expresses concern about her daughter-in-law.
1: No matter all these things that she did, she didn't deserve whatever it is that's happened to her. Don't you think?
5: Hans just does not want to hear it.
1: I think my children shouldn't be endangered by
6: her. It was incredibly powerful to show his state of mind at a time when you would expect a man to have some compassion or some sympathy for the mother of his children at least for his children Um, but he just had none in fact it was just the opposite it was hatred
5: hora then calls his first witness and it's a surprise little rory riser now eight years old and just off a plane from russia he is accompanied by his grandmother irina who has decided rory must tell what he knows
6: I thought it was important for the jurors at trial to see and hear Rory in person and hear him say that he hasn't seen his mother.
5: Hans has not seen his son in more than a year and is overcome that Rory is so close he can almost touch him.
1: There was a point when he wandered over in my direction and it seemed like he wanted to reach out and give me a hug. And then the deputies stepped in between us and prevented that from happening. And I always think of that as the hug that almost was.
5: It is a dramatic showdown of a son against father, and Hans is worried about the effect on Rory.
1: There wasn't a lot of concern for his welfare and how he was handled. I don't think he was even given psychological counseling after testifying.
5: Jurors hang on Rory's every word as he shows them this picture he drew just prior to the trial. Rory says it shows Hans carrying a big bag down the basement stairs.
1: To coach a child to say things on the stand that aren't true and to pressure him into that is I think very abusive.
5: Hans sees Rory's testimony as confirmation that his son has been brainwashed by Russian psychologists.
1: Rory testified that he didn't remember that until after he got to Russia. So that kind of tells you something there.
5: On cross-examination, Rory sticks to the story he has always told. The last day he ever saw his mother, she said goodbye and drove away from Hans's house. On that count, Hora says Rory is wrong.
6: He wasn't a reliable historian about what occurred the afternoon of September 3rd.
5: For four months, Hora lines up witness after witness.
10: She cared deeply for those children. I mean, she was a very loving
4: mother.
5: Retired police officer, Benjamin Franklin Denson testifies that he observed Nina and Hans when they were sharing custody. Their relationship had become so tense, they had to exchange their children at police headquarters. Denson says he didn't like the way Hans looked at Nina and told her so.
10: Lori said, hey, you need to get yourself a gun. You need protection from this guy. I saw real menace in his eyes, real hostility toward her. And I thought he was a real, I mean, a genuine threat to her, her well-being, her safety.
5: And then it was the defense's turn. After more than 50 witnesses and five months of testimony, this trial really came down to just one witness, Hans Reiser, who with a grin on his face, seemed more than eager to tell his side of the story.
4: If there's an analogy to a table stakes poker game, the defendant went all in when he took the stand.
5: William Dubois, Hans's lawyer, realized that having Hans take the stand was a huge risk but a risk Hans insisted he
4: should take. One of the problems of putting Hans on the witness stand is Hans. But the first impression he made on the jury was a good one. We were kind
5: of surprised. He was making oh. eye contact, he was smiling. I think he wanted us to like him. Hans was composed on the stand. He told jurors that on the day Nina vanished, he saw her walk out the front door of his house, get in her minivan, and drive away
6: it was the first time that he ever told anyone in law enforcement what had happened to nina that day the first i'd ever heard of it too
5: when it was horace's turn he asked hans why had he removed the front passenger seat from his car
6: he said he removed the passenger seat in order to make a honda crx a more comfortable place to sleep his explanations were ridiculous I and mean, they were lies The Honda CRX is an awfully small car that wouldn't be comfortable to sleep in no matter what you did with it.
5: All told, Hans testified for 11 days until there seemed to be nothing more for anyone to say. Now, the case heads to the jury.
6: If the jurors like him and believe him, he's going home.
7: Figure Lending LLC DBA Figure. Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.
3: Nina and I came to know each other. I never stopped loving her. I never will. I got these recently in part as a remembrance of her. DS Vault. God willing, I will be with Nina again.
5: The murder case against Hans Reiser goes to the jury, still a circumstantial case. Nina's body has never been found, and that leaves jurors wondering about the possibilities. I don't think Nina was an angel. There were some things that were brought out in the trial, having an affair with Hans's best friend. Clearly, there is some sympathy for Hans. He feels sorry for anybody going through a divorce, especially a contentious divorce. But one fact is never in doubt. When it came to Nina being dead, there was nothing that told us that she wasn't.
4: And then once we established that, we looked at guilt versus innocence, and we started from the beginning.
5: For three days, jurors deliberated before reaching a verdict.
0: We, the jury, find the defendant, Hans Reiser, guilty of a murder.
5: Murder in the first degree.
1: I've been the best father that I know how.
6: When Hans responded to the verdict by saying, I just tried to be the best father I could be, to me, it just cemented his guilt. That is the response of a man who is trying to explain why he murdered his wife, not the response of a man who has just been wrongly convicted of murder.
5: District Attorney Paul Hora applauds the verdict, but it hits defense lawyer Bill Dubois hard.
4: I was numb by the trial and the tribulations that we went through to get to that spot.
5: Dubois feels the jury was prevented from hearing the truth about Sean Sturgeon.
4: We tried to point out that, as a matter of fact, he was a sadomasochist and had violent tendencies. And yet the prosecution never accounted for his whereabouts or let the jury know anything about him.
5: Before the trial, Judge Larry Goodman had ruled that the jury could not hear Sean's brazen statement about killing eight and a half people. So neither side called him to the stand. In fact, there is no proof that he has ever killed anyone. Sean says his violent past is behind him and that he has, in his own words, come to Christ. So why not just come clean right here, right now? Have you killed eight and a half people?
3: No, I picked a number. I wanted them to leave me alone.
5: Sean remains a free man never charged or arrested. And then, last summer, a dramatic development. Hans Reiser shocked everyone. He offered to lead police to Nina's body, but there was a catch. Hans wanted a reduced verdict and less time in prison.
6: I had a first degree murder conviction. I had the maximum conviction. And I wouldn't make a deal with anybody unless I thought it was to our benefit. I had to be sure that Nina was going to be there.
5: Hans assured Hora he could deliver Nina's body. In this never-before-seen video, Hans leads investigators into dense woods just one-half-mile from his house. He was under armed guard, but a plan was hatched to ensure he could not escape.
6: Hans agreed to be handcuffed to his lawyer, Mr. Dubois. He walked down a small footpath to the top of a hill over the crest and then down. All of a sudden, Hans and his attorney began just bushwhacking through trees and bushes. I thought to myself, we're never gonna find anything here. And we got to a point where he crouched down for a minute and looked into these bushes and I couldn't see anything and neither could anyone else. And then he got up and he continued down the hill and stopped for a moment. He said, she's right up there, we just passed her and lo and behold when you got down and took a real hard look it looked like an area that had been dug up and then recovered
5: nina's remains were buried in a four foot by four foot hole that Hans says he dug in the two nights after he killed her
6: he said if you dig down two feet nina's inside of a garbage bag inside of a duffel bag you know the first thing that flashed through my head was rory's drawing What are the chances of Rory drawing a drawing like that in Russia, months and months before her body's ever recovered, talking about Nina being in a bag, and then, lo and behold, Nina's found in a bag.
5: As part of the deal... Yes. ...Hans is required to provide a detailed confession of how he murdered Nina.
1: I placed my hands on both sides of her neck, and... In the most unsophisticated chokehold that any Judo instructor would completely despise you forever using, I chopped I'm very sorry that Nina died. I'm very sorry that Nina died.
5: Han says he killed Nina because he felt she was purposely harming their children in order to bring attention to herself. The condition is called Munchausen syndrome by proxy.
6: She didn't have Munchausen's by proxy disorder. She was a wonderful, loving mother who did the best she could under the circumstances she was in.
5: One month later, Hans is back in court. Judge Larry Goodman agrees to lower the verdict to murder in the second degree.
6: Have you read this form, sir? Yes. Can you understand the contents yes. of this form? And
5: sentences Hans to 15 yes. years to life. DA Paul Hora did face criticism for making a deal with Hans to recover Nina's body, but he says he put Nina's family's concerns above
6: all else. They stand at the front of the line. Their voice is the loudest. And if they want her body and they want that closure to have her remains and to have that comfort in the future, They deserve it.
5: What will you tell the kids as they get older? What will you
8: tell them about her? That they should be proud that they had a mom like that. And I'm proud that I had her as my friend.
0: If you like 48 Hours, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
9: Follow the big flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts.
10: In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh, so white. Frank had bigger dreams American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger than life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip hop duo two once in a lifetime talents who were charismatic,
2: full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem one very important element was
10: missing but frank knew just how to fix that wondery's new podcast blame it on the fame dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies millie vanilli set the world on fire but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip-syncing their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Barian and Ingrid Zagee, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the
6: Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.